Welcome to the Mother Days podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Wright Olson. And I'm Teresa Palmer. I'm so excited about our guest today. Thank you, Sarah, for finding this beautiful woman. Ah, I cannot wait to jump in and ask a million questions. She's literally living my dream life right now. Same, 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 same. Um, You guys, we are... So, so excited and so lucky to have this beautiful human here today with us, um, Angelique Cabral. I was like making sure I got your name right. Yeah. Every, every time <laughs> I say someone's name, I get so nervous. <laughs> um, uh, but, say it again just to make sure. I want to hear it again. Angelique, Angelique. Okay, I got it. Um, but Angelique there Cabral. You go. Ooh, there, there, I love that accent. like French in there or something. It is. It's French. That's right. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You can claim victory in sports on the job site, even on your taxes by switching to H&R Block. Block offers many ways to file to fit your schedule, a 100% accurate return and your max refund or your money back. Plus, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. Switch today and feel like a tax champion. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Looking to refresh your closet, home, or beauty routine this spring? Walmart's got all the stylish goods in one stop. From chic new looks and the latest makeup to quality furniture and tableware. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending for the hottest fashion, home, and beauty finds. Your style at Walmart. probably know her from the show that was such a hit life in pieces um but she's also been on so many shows that everybody watches including uh eric's show years ago <laughs> that's right, CIS that's Los right. Angeles. <laughs> and um most recently we can all be graced by her gorgeous voice on the movie disney's new movie wish and she plays queen amaya and when i saw that you were in this I was just like wait what that's so amazing first of all my dream is to do an animated movie my of dream. some sort right. and I feel like it's all of our dreams us. right yes. like we don't yeah <laughs> truly yeah, when I got yeah. this part I was like oh my dreams just came just true and I didn't even know you're yeah, living that's right. the dream okay so oh, yeah. Thank you. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. Um, Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to chat. Me too. And for most of our daisies, um, you know, if you were listening last year, you guys know that I did a pickleball tournament and (laughs) um, I got paired up with Angelique and it was the greatest pairing of all time because we became instant besties and we... 
were all the way to the semifinals together. <laughs> it's like historical. I feel like we really made a name for ourselves in the pickleball world, right? I'm so proud of us. Me too. I'm so proud of us. We had no idea. I mean, listen, we both play. I, you play more than me, Sarah, but I had played like really. five times. And I was really proud of the way we showed up and played. Aww. And like, it's a lot of moving parts with those kids. And I was like, I'm, I'm getting there. And it was fantastic. I had so much fun. You came straight from a job. You were like <laughs> shooting something in like somewhere in the South. Savannah. And you, yes. Yeah. And then you like jumped on an overnight flight, got in at like yeah. seven something in the morning and came straight to the pickleball court. And I was like, it was wild. What? They canceled my, oh my, my flight from Savannah and I had to drive to Atlanta four hours in a transpo van overnight what? to get this like random <gasps> flight from Atlanta. It was the worst. It was the worst. I slept on the um, air, like the airport floor in That's Atlanta because I had two hours to kill. Oh. No, it was wild. And production like wouldn't put me in a hotel. It was this whole thing. But I was what? like, I'm going to get there. I'm not going to let my team down. I know. I couldn't wait. And I was the team. And you were my team. I was the team. And I was wait. I was you like, I had no idea what you went through to get there. I was like, I'm driving 35 minutes to the valley. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like. I was like, when I, I was like cockeyed when I showed up. I had no idea. It was I, I was going running on fumes, it as they say. So, so fun. And by the end of oh it, we had gosh. like our own personal handshakes and like our cute matching outfits and like all the things. We were like, woo! This is, is this who we are now? Do we play in pickleball tournaments? And is I was literally like, like, I guess I'm really athletic and really competitive. I don't know. <laughs> Same. I was so but that's what, like I was so happy because oh that's what God. kind of thrust us together. Yes. Like we were forced to hang out. That's and then right. ever since then we were like texting and um, I have friends that live near you and yes. are in, in your world. So like that's been really fun. And um, I'm so excited when you asked me to be on Aww. this because I, I, I'm a big fan. So this is a, an honor. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. You're the cutest. Aww. Well, Anjali has two um, amazing children and this beautiful life with work and motherhood and everything. So um, when we were talking a little bit about the podcast, I was like, I want to hear before we get to like, because I, I obviously want to hear the whole like Queen Amaya story and that all of that stuff. Um, tell us a little bit about like, where did you grow up? mom and dad and then give us like a little insight to having your babies and all of that oh sure well I grew up I was born in Hawaii but my parents got divorced so I moved to Carmel California oh, which wow. is northern California yes. like right well, actually mm, said wow. they consider it central Gorgeous. California near Big Sur and very near like I grew up hiking yeah. and surfing Big Sur um, not surfing as much, oh, really hiking and rock climbing gosh. and then surfing Carmel and Monterey, Santa Cruz. Like wow. my dad lived in Santa Cruz. So I'm a California girl. I would consider myself obviously. And, um, I was raised by my mom and my maternal grandparents who were in Carmel. And then my dad became uh, he's always been a part of my life, even though my parents were divorced. My mom worked really hard at making sure that I had a semblance of a normal childhood. And even though it was a broken home, I really didn't know the difference. And I saw my dad on the weekends and they remained very good friends. And my mother, to her credit, never spoke ill of my father as I was growing up. If anything, it came like a little later in life once I was like grown in my own with my, you know, in my career and, and my she own could kids. Actually she would be like, to yeah, you. like exactly. She would kind of vent and tell me yeah. that. Yeah. story of like their demise a little more but like as a child she was never like wow. bad mouthing him Aww. which I really um admire yeah. especially yeah especially now that I have friends who are going through divorces and I see it's like very tricky right like you have to protect yourself but also you want your children 
I think she really wanted me to like respect him and not um, think ill of him. So mm. I, I had a very beautiful, loving childhood and I'm very close to my grandparents. Um, and then I went to college. I performed musical theater my whole life. I was a big oh into God. singing. Okay. Wow. So like, this is what I had always wanted to do. This was not like, I wasn't obsessed with TV at all, but it was singing and dancing and acting. And I did it all over Monterey County and all over um, Santa, like the whole growing up, like all over <gasps> central California. And then yeah. I went to school in Indiana, which wow. is random. But I got a full scholarship. Oh, I yeah, didn't have a lot random. of money. Yeah, it's very random. <gasps> so I, I, um, I was valedictorian of my high school and what? I was very academic. And I knew kind of from an early age that everything I wanted to do would kind of have to come from me, if that makes sense. I didn't, we didn't yes. have a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of options. So I realized that by being great at things, you could kind of move through life at a different pace. So I wow. really, um, and my mom always said, if you want to continue acting, you have to get good grades. Like you can't, like that's kind of your prize is like the grades mm -hmm. come first and then being able to be a part of the the um, theater productions and any kind of theater that I wanted to do, I had to have good grades first. So that was instilled in me and wow. instilled in me in a very, very young age. My work ethic, I think is very strong to this day because of that, because of having to like do it myself. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting into many amazing schools, um, Stanford and Northwestern and Yale wow. and um, really amazing schools that we couldn't afford. Wow. And they didn't offer me enough. Yeah, they didn't offer me enough financial aid for whatever reason. So I ended up at Indiana University as a Wells scholar, which they still have today. It's a full ride for four years. It's an academic scholarship for four years. They give it to about 20, 20 to 22 students a year. Oh and they look gosh. far and wide. Girlfriends are genius. Genius. Wow. I mean, come on. I, you know, I think back on that and I don't wow. think I realized how rad it was because it it's was a full so ride. Cool. And they paid for us to travel abroad for a year. They paid for room and board and books. Oh wow. my gosh. And yeah, and my own the only stipulation was I had to maintain a 4.0 through the entire four years. Jeez. So I actually graduated. Yeah, that was Harder than it sounds, um, especially I because I was in all the things. Harder than it sounds. It sounds horribly hard. <laughs> what is a four point A four point is basically straight A's. Straight A's. Oh, so if and is straight A's? Could you get an A minus, or is it like yeah, it's you could? Be an a? You know, it was really. I think that they gave you a. It was a little. There was a little leniency. I think it was like three seven to four zero or four four point one. And I think I ended up graduating wow. with a little bit over wow. a four point zero. Okay. Yeah, I worked really hard. Again, I was. Phew. I don't think I'm a genius though. I think what it was is that I just really I'm a good test taker which I think yeah. makes me a good actress because I can remember facts and yes. I can remember I can like wow. kind of digest it and then spew it out and yeah. that's kind of what I think acting is mm -hmm. you take your script you remember it you memorize it you take the notes you listen and then you can like do it yeah so I think that's like that helped my ability you had this like burning desire you had this dream you had this goal and you were just so motivated to keep working to Towards it and you had to do it all on your own two feet, which I think is so beautiful. And to learn those lessons at such a young and impressionable age, mm -hmm. and then that just carries you through life as a Truly. woman, as someone working in the industry, as a mother. I mean, it carries me now for it. sure. I was just going to say, mm -hmm. it makes you get on an airplane 
and fly overnight to make it to a pickleball tournament because yeah, otherwise right. like a lot of people would have been like yeah, <laughs> right. I'm not gonna like yeah. ride in a, in a van and sleep in the airport and show up and do right. it but you did it because you were like oh well I made a commitment I'm gonna show up and then you yeah I tend it. to do that like if I say I'm gonna do it I figure it out and I do it and I think that also I see that on set like people yes in our industry complain and I'm not a complainer like yeah. I kind of am like a workhorse a and I'll do whatever it is and I think that comes from years of taking Same. like 22 credits and staying up all night and like oh it's gosh. all part of our story mm-hmm. and our tapestry of like how we behave in this world as people and that's kind of where well we can circle back to this but I struggle because my children are being raised very differently in a way um just because they have privilege and they have yeah. they're in this big city and they have everything and yeah I went to private schools my whole life my but I was on scholarship and that. they were yeah. And there were things I couldn't do. And I knew it. My mom was like, we don't have the money for that yeah. summer camp. We do, we can't go to tennis mm-hmm. camp. Yeah. And I had to do like this other thing. And wow. so I'm, um, finding, I'm kind of walking that fine line and Jason and I are from similar upbringings. And I keep hearing though, that people are like, you live in a way that's very grounded and very of this earth. And they see how you move through life. And we're not in a lot of ways we have fancy lives, but we're not fancy people. Like I don't go and shop and buy bags for thousands of dollars and these fancy shoes. Like that's not me. Um, And so all of that, I think seeps into our children and the way that we kind of move through this life hopefully yeah I anyway completely agree we can circle back to that but anyway I I went to IU and then I had this big dream of being on Broadway and I wanted to be a Broadway star so I moved to New York in 2001 (gasps) and um then it was 9-11 like two days after I moved it was September 11th um, (gasps) 2001 if you remember that what was that life-changing Well, I didn't know New York very well, and I didn't know that this was, I mean, I just moved there, so it was pretty terrifying and pretty um, mind-boggling. I didn't, I couldn't really comprehend the scope of how this would change everyone's lives and our, our sense of security and... I, I don't know. I, I think at the time I thought, oh, this is kind of like normal for a big city, but it was it wasn't at all, wow, right? Because yeah. this was like the first time I lived yeah. in a big city. Um, yeah. But it changed the trajectory of my career, I would say, because I came out to do Broadway, and then there was like mm. no auditions, everything shut down. Yeah. And at the time, I had gotten a day job <sighs> teaching Montessori preschool. And that kind of became my whole life, like dealing with these children. And there was some loss within the school. And so taking care Mm. of these, I was like 20, you know, 22. I was, I didn't know what I was doing, but that gave me an outlet and a a kind of a sense of purpose. Yeah. And Mm. I really saw how I was affecting these children. I loved being in the classroom and I loved teaching. And my mom had been a preschool teacher. So I really, I had a great time in my early twenties, even though that whole thing kind of went off the rails, the idea of like Broadway star, like the whole thing, it, I pivoted and I became this preschool teacher and I nannied and the whole time I was in acting class and always taking the classes and doing the things, but I was kind of hustling and I had a bunch of other day jobs. And I, I kind of 
I became a personal wow. assistant. I became this nanny for many different families and um, I catered and I did a million things. <laughs> and then that like brought me randomly to like commercials. Isn't that I wild? Know. I know. You're just like, it's, yeah. but it's consistent. Like it's consistent from your so consistent. Yeah. childhood to like when you're in school and then like in your young adult life, like you were such yeah, a, just hustler. a hustler. Yes. It's actually so moving. Oh, thanks. I mean, I think of it now and I'm like, good for you, Anj. Like you did so well, like good for you. Like no one was leading you and you just kept going. And I, um, I I look back at, yeah, I look back at those years in New York with such gratitude. It makes me cry. I just feel like I, it was scary. I was by myself. Like it was a wild Mm -hmm. time and I just, I wouldn't give up. And I just kept thinking, and it kind of reminds me weirdly of wish the story of wish when you see it. Like, I just always kept wishing. I just always Mm. kept believing. So when I, anyway, Mm. when I finally got this script and I was, realized what the story of wish was. I was like, my God, did I like manifest this movie <laughs> you in did. my life? Like, yes, what did. the, you I'm like, my mind to this day, like when I see it, I'm like, this is uncanny how similar this is to my, my, my life, my storyline wow. of my life. We all know how busy life gets being a parent and really doesn't leave a whole lot of room for other things like logistics and finances. But did you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Check this out. Okay, so imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. (laughs) I mean... Think of all the cash back that you would get on boxes of pasta. I mean, that's what Esme loves or uh, bags of chips. Me, I love that. Well, NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. This was such a game changer for me. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cash back credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cash back? I could think of a few things. How about a getaway with your girlfriends or a nice little weekend with your partner? Or how about a spa day with some hot stones? (laughs) Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cash back credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Guys, you know what we always say at the Mother Days, you can't pour from an empty cup. That's why nourishing ourselves with beautiful, healthy meals is so important so that you can fill yourself up and then tend to the needs of everyone else in your family. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled and feeling good all day long. You have over 35 different options to choose from every single week so you never get bored with the food choices. And you know how crazy it is during the week trying to like prep meals and you got to run the kids to their different games and like after school activities. Well, the cool thing about Factor is they have these two-minute meals so they're ready to serve, heat up whenever that you need to. They have everything from like pancakes, smoothies, a wide variety of easy options for breakfast, midday bites, 
just whatever it is that you need to do to like make it fit for your family. There's no prepping, there's no cooking or cleanup needed. Um, it's very flexible for your schedule. And you know that I love a coupon, like I love saving money. Well, they have this sign up and save and they've done the math. So factor is way less expensive than takeout food. And every meal is dietitian approved and nutritious and delicious. So guys, head to factormeals.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off. That's days with a Z-E. That's code motherdays50 at factormeals.com slash motherdays50 to get 50% off. Yeah. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. But anyway, New York was incredible. And then weirdly... I met this man who's now my husband, fell madly in love, and his <laughs> job brought us to Los Angeles, not me. Like, oh, I was wow. like, TV's for the birds. I hate L.A. I'll never live in L.A. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a theater mm-hmm. girl. Oh, wow. And he, his company, he, he at the time had a granola company that was being manufactured and acquired by Kellogg's here in Los Angeles. So, like, he had, we had to move. Oh, wow. And I begrudgingly moved. Like, I was dragging my feet. I was like, this is the worst. I don't ever want to live in L.A., you know? And um, we lived in Santa Monica, and we moved here in 2009. And we had no money. I I moved here. um, I had done some commercials and a bunch of soaps, and that was, like, it. I was like, that's all I'm ever going to do. Because at least soap opera, it feels a little bit like theater because there's all the cameras, and you only get one take. And it felt a little bit more theatrical. And when I moved here, Mm -hmm. I I pretty quickly started auditioning and I don't know if it's ignorance is bliss or what you will, what you will call it, but it was that same perseverance of kind of being like, oh no, I'm like very good and I'm, I can do this. And this is like so easy (laughs) compared to the entire rest of my life. Like you want me to do TV? Like this is like easy compared to what I have done. And yeah. Right. And I started taking classes at Leslie Kahn. Oh my gosh. I took Leslie Kahn too. Do you remember? Yes. She's the OG. She's the best. She's a dear friend today. She changed my life. Wow. And, um, get out. Yeah. She kind of, I found her classes to be so wonderful because of the community. Like there was a community and you had to rehearse. And I, again, that work ethic in me, I was like, Oh, okay. So if I'm not on set, I should be rehearsing (laughs) and acting every day for three hours. Okay. And I would host rehearsals for three hours a day, running lines, running lines, running lines, taking notes on my feet. And I realized like that's her whole thing is like, until you're getting paid a lot of money on a set, you should be acting every day. You find that's your priority is to find the time to rehearse every day. Mm. Otherwise, what are you doing? You can't, you clearly don't want it bad enough. And I was like, no, no, I want it bad enough. So I, um, So I would host the rehearsals and I, I, um, start, I kind of was like, what is this testing? What is the series regular? What is the difference between a, I was learning I'm, again, I'm like a sponge. So I was like soaking it all up in a very short time. I feel like it was kind of like my, um, 
my grad school, if you will, yeah. my time at Leslie Kahn. And um, I moved here in 2010. And I think my first show was like 2011 or 2012. Like wow. it happened pretty quickly. Wow. But I think it was, again, because I was already older. I'd been in New York for 10 years. Yes. And I, I felt like everyone was like, oh my God, you're like so old to move to LA with no credits. And I was like, first of all, <laughs> I have a lot of credits. You're I was like, on watch Days me. of Our Lives. Watch me. Yeah. Yeah. Days of Our Lives. And do you know how many like Broadway <laughs> shows? <laughs> that... <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I think, again, oh I just God. like had yes. this uh, sense of self that I think came from years of doing this on my own and kind of being like, I can do this better than anyone. And I kind of not, not an egotistical way, but just kind of like, I've never let myself down. And that's yeah. still how I feel. I love it. I love, it. That. I love attitude. it. This is such a good attitude. <sighs> but it's scary. People don't like to hear it. It's a weird thing. I know so many people. This is why I'm finding it so like impressive is I did not have this experience. I literally, it was like handed to me because I just was so lucky, even though I did come from a similar upbringing to you and grew up in government housing and all those things. I still had the same dream, but the difference was I finally got in a movie and the movie premiered at Cannes, my first film. Right. So that changes everything. I was the lead. So then that was my first experience. I mean, I've never been to Cannes since, but that was my first experience. And so I was like, oh, this is just how it is. You just yeah, kind of sure. do a movie and then it goes to Cannes and then you're in these big blockbuster films. Right. Cool. So that was my experience. So he- hearing this, yeah. I had other friends who had similar experiences to you where they came to LA, they saw how it happened for me and they're like waitressing for years yeah, and yeah. years and going to the classes and doing the rehearsals and getting the little bit parts. And then th- I would say a hundred percent of them gave up. Yeah. All yeah. My friends moved back to Australia, moved yeah, back that's here. What Everyone happens. just gave they up. They fall away. They fall away and it's too much. The people can't handle the rejection. It's a lot they of rejection. Handle- yeah. It's a lot of rejection. And you kept going. You just kept, you were like, no, I'm going. Yeah. It doesn't matter how, by the way, we're, I just got rejected today. Like we are, I'm, we're always getting rejected. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, and you better have a thick skin and all the time, all the time. And I feel like at our, I would say place in this industry, the three of us, I'm sure we're kind of similar, but like, it doesn't get easier. I mean, the bottom line is that there's less parts, Uh -uh. but you're kind of always against the same people. And then, um, it's bigger projects. It's better. You know, you're, you're going straight to test, you're getting offers, whatever, but it's like, it doesn't, it's still that same. It's still like the little Angelique at eight years old who didn't get the part in the play. Right. It's like, it's just, it, that's it's exactly always right. in there. So do you know who told me this? I like two years into being in Hollywood and I had that like amazing luck. So I was going to all these incredible events and oh my God, this is just the way it is. Um, I was at a baby shower and I was talking to Reese Witherspoon and I was maybe 21 and she was like, oh, just so you know, it doesn't get easier. Like it just the same yeah. feelings that you're having now, you still feel the same way because then it's like you're up against these other girls and it's if you make the wrong career move, then suddenly like, oh, you can't sell tickets to the box office. And then mm-hmm. she's like, it does, because I said to her, it must just feel so amazing to just like have offers and just to, and she was like, no, because then you're curating something and you're up against other people and then you make the wrong choice and then all of a sudden people are saying your career's over. And, and I always remembered that feeling and I was like you gotta want it 
so bad. that badly mm-hmm. and be so passionate about the work and the artistry to keep going because it is hard no matter where you are, you know, in this, on the success level or That's right. you know, our self, our own ideas of what success is because we all have our own, like I think we all have our own, the barometer changes and you get a certain level of success and then you're like, oh, but still I'm getting rejected and still yeah. it's hard and still I can't get financing for the things I want to do. So it's a really particular industry and I don't think unless you're in it you understand the complexity and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy like I'm always like any do anything else when I used to I used to teach for Leslie and I would literally be like do anything I would say to my students like if you like anything like car washing or like dishwashing or literally real estate (laughs) anything do it. Do, it. do not do this. Like, do not do this. It's going to be really hard and you're going to be unemployed and poor for most of your life. Yeah. But if you're fine with that, like you have to like love <laughs> so it that hard. much. Right. And so, and that's also why I think we have to have, that's like, right. we, you have to love it so much. And you also have to like have a full life, which is like my yes. greatest blessing. And yes. that leads me to the, the kids. Yes. And like, I'm just like, thank God I have this full, beautiful life that's thriving. So it doesn't, like my career is like icing on top really yes. is how I feel about it, yes. you know? Yes. Um, but when I, when I moved Absolutely. to LA though, and I started kind of working pretty quickly again, I kind of had this idea of like, do I, I'm eventually I want to get married. Yeah. Eventually I want to have kids, but I had like, I had certain road markers that I wanted to accomplish before I even like remotely thought about children and marriage. Like I, I wanted to have my first series regular and I wanted it to be picked up to series. Like I was very specific. I make vision boards and I manifest and I, <laughs> I, I was kind that. of like, I can't, I don't care how old I am. I'm not having kids until I have X, Y, and Z. So like that, and I, I wanted to own a house, like all these things. So it's it's always kind of been, I guess, hustle, hustle, hustle. And then then I finally felt I was ready to have kids. And did you reach those things? Yeah. And I said to Jason, I was like, oh, because um, I'm not fear-based. And I realized that I was getting older. And I was like, oh, I wonder if we should start talking about now that we own this house and I'm on my second show and it's, it's we're in season three. Like it felt comfortable. And I was like, oh, I guess now we should do this. Like, I guess. And then wow. we got pregnant. Like, I don't, no. I'm not at all. Yeah. Like I'm not, um, there's no, I don't really run with fear. A lot of people wow. are um, fear-based in yes. their decision-making. Like let's yes. do this because God forbid this, this. And I'm kind yeah. of like, this seems like a good time. It's a little more spur of the moment or comes from a place of maybe happiness mm. or inspiration instead of fear. But it's thought out, which is yeah. really so wonderful. We were saying earlier today, like everyone has their own ways of doing things. And sometimes that works. Some people are very spontaneous and they're like, yeah. Wee, let's just do whatever. But then I love that. Like you've really thought about it and you have certain goalposts and it has served you so well in your life. Thank you. Well, I was going to ask you. So, okay. So you, you ended up being on a show. You were in season three of the show and then you were like, we should have a baby. And then you got pregnant. How did you do that with the show? Tell me about that. Well, I basically, one of my good friends (laughs) was like, it was right after the new year. And she was like, um, no, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. It was right after Thanksgiving. And she was like, Angelique, I have to tell you something. I'm pregnant. And I was like, <gasps> okay, Jason, should we try to get pregnant? Like that kind of like made that kind of brought it to my attention yes. because we were the same age. And I was like, <laughs> oh God, like people are doing this yeah. now. And yeah. so 
we just had our beautiful new, we had a new year's Eve and I thought this seems like fun. Like, let's just go for it. And I, I went off the pill for like a month. I went off the pill that day that my friend told me that was like right after Thanksgiving. And then on new year's Eve, we got pregnant, which was like a month later. Is that crazy? Your baby's birthday, September 28th. (laughs) My baby's birthday is September 7th because she was early because of the placenta previa. And it was a a scheduled C-section. Okay. okay. Right. So yes, like in September. So I basically like, as soon as I found out, I thought I did the kind responsible thing as an actress. Oh, I told my showrunner show. and I was like, I just yeah. want you to know Whoops. that I am oh, pregnant. Boy. Oh dear. And, um, we were, I think we were, uh, I don't know what episode this was, but I, they were like, okay. And basically we'd have our hiatus and I would come back from hiatus pregnant and showing because like the beginning of obviously you're not showing up to your first kid but I will mm-hmm. tell you I ate a lot of dominoes yeah. I gained a lot of weight <laughs> like so much dominoes that they sent me a uh, they sent me a care package for my baby stop it that's how much dominoes I ate yeah they sent me <laughs> they sent me like a oh Domino's onesie and like Domino's, Domino's throws pizza. and like a $200 gift card yeah it was bad oh and Jason traveled a lot for his work so and um, he would see the, the delivery, the Domino's delivery guy come to the door and he was like, what did you just get delivered? <laughs> like he could see it on the ring camera. Oh I'm God. like, stop stalking me. Why are you <laughs> oh obsessed with me? Anyway, I gained a lot of weight. It was, oh. it was, you know, your first pregnancy. I had a great pregnancy. There was no issues. I felt great, but they found out that I had placenta previa. So they had to schedule the C-section and they, you know, we, we did all the things I did. Went to Dr. Berlin. We tried to move the the placenta. We tried to, I mean, I hung mm-hmm. upside down, like all these crazy things, but that was, it was a step room placenta and they yeah, wouldn't spinning move. Babies. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, if those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. it's basically the placenta is blocking the cervix so that if you birth your child in a natural birth, the placenta would be born before the baby. And that's very highly dangerous. And generally it ends in, um, um, fatalities for the mother more than even the child. So it's like really dangerous for some reason. I don't, I didn't fully understand, but I just knew that it was like not an option. Yeah. So they scheduled my C-section mm. when Addie was, I think, 36 weeks. Wow. And I went to set, full hair and makeup. We shot, and then I went to the hospital. Like Stop. I went to the hospital, like full <gasps> hair and makeup. Oh my lashes. Again, because of the worker bee in me, I was like, I'm so sorry I'm having this baby. Like, I felt apologetic. Oh, my God. And now my uh-huh. showrunner of the show was incredible. He has three daughters of his own. He's lovely and couldn't have been kinder. And I had a really great experience, actually, like, up to the end of my shooting. Um, they were just kind, and they would kind of give me, you know, I would work one or two days an episode. Like it was very, they took very good care of me. I will say that life in pieces took very good care of me. The hardest part though was post baby. Yes. The C-section was wild. Have either of you had a C-section? No. Tell us everything. No. You have not had a plan C. Okay. It's wild because you go in and they're basically like, come on in. You're going to have your baby. You're like, okay. And I went in and Jason was not allowed in the room, but my doula, Rebecca Beninati, who's the best doula ever. I don't know if you're familiar with Rebecca, but no, she's incredibly but I, um, amazing. Nice. You love a doula? Love a doula. Love a doula. Love a doula. Love a doula. Love so a doula. she was in there we with me. Yep. Love a doula. And they basically put up like a curtain and they tie your arms down. Okay. And they they give you, it's a major surgery. You get an, um, an epidural. So you're completely numb from your waist down. And um, 
I was very out of it. I threw up. I was very ill. Like it did not, I, it was very hard. Like that part of the, it was, I was extremely nauseous oh. and it was very hard. Um, Were you afraid? I wasn't afraid because I had Rebecca there. And then after I was settled, they let Jason in, like for the major part of yeah, the surgery. Yeah. Like at the beginning, they have to make sure you're, mm-hmm. you're okay because of all the different medications that they're giving you. I haven't really thought about it a lot, actually. I think I kind of blocked it out. Like oh, I think it was pretty traumatizing. Yeah. But, um, I remember it was fast. I remember that it seemed very fast. And then I remember you just feel all this pressure and tugging and you're being sewn up and basically being put back together. And then all of a sudden you have your baby and I had requested skin to skin. That was really important to me as soon as Adelaide came out Mm. um, and I knew we were having a girl. So they let me have skin to skin while they finished. She was huge. She was big. She was like eight pounds Um, while they finished like doing the bits down there, I guess. Yeah. And I just remember because of the medication, there's a lot of medication that I was given um, for pain and just the surgery because mm-hmm. it's a major, major, major surgery. I, I was very swollen and I had, I was oh. very uncomfortable post-surgery Yeah, and yeah. kind of out of it. And I remember being in bliss with obviously as a first time mother, but also I felt like a little bit of distance. I don't know how to explain it other than yeah. like, is like, I felt like I was kind of moving through yes something like a thickness or a distance to like my life Mm -hmm. and my body and even the baby. I had no problem. I had no problems um, breastfeeding. This was probably like, I would say a full 10, seven days, 10 days post baby. Mm, Um, And then I asked to go off the medications because I did not like how I was feeling. And um, it was, I think it was closer to seven full days, but I remember just not liking how I don't take any kind of medication. I don't take any pills or anything. So this, I didn't like it. I didn't like how I felt, yes, but I'm... I was in a lot of pain. It was the most pain I've ever been in to this day. Like oh. it was awful, but I also knew that I had oh. to go back to work it in exactly three weeks. It was like three and a half weeks post C-section. So oh I didn't have gosh. a lot of time. <gasps> So I remember that being weighing on me. It was so fast. It was um, probably too fast. I probably should have advocated Mm -hmm. for myself a little bit more. I didn't know I could, Mm. to be honest. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because isn't it, don't they say six weeks is the optimal time to, yeah. I do blame myself for a lot of that because I will say that, again, as this worker bee hustler in me, I didn't want to miss episodes. I didn't want to be left out. Yeah. I loved the show so much. Mm -hmm. I, if anything, ironically, was working and operating from a bit of a fear-based situation there where I don't want to lose my job. I'm so grateful to have this job. And I had amazing people on the show, Colin Hanks and Betsy Brand, all of whom have children and kept saying, take more time, take more time. And I remember Colin and Sam coming to visit me and being like, you should not go back to work. Like, you're not in great shape. Like, I did not feel great. I didn't, I was very swollen. Um, and I just think that, you know, if I could teach anything or, you know, advise any young actresses out there who are having children advocate for what you need and don't be afraid to ask for what you want. And I think I was a little afraid. I think I was a little Mm -hmm. afraid. It ended up being fine. They wrote me very lightly. Yeah. Going back to work, it ended up being Mm -hmm. okay. And my nanny came to set so I could breastfeed. That was very important to me. I breastfed solely for um, almost two years for Adelaide. So my nanny came to set with me. Wow. And they 
were great about pumping and letting me take breaks. Um, but I wasn't comfortable in my my body. I yeah. think that whole rest of that show, really, that whole yeah. rest of that, at least the rest of that season. Ugh. And um, when I look back, I think that even now I'm still getting back to myself, yeah. if that makes sense. Yes. I'm still rediscovering because mm-hmm. I think I kind of went like this yeah. and I compartmentalized and then I moved on and then I had all in pretty quickly after that. Mm. I got pregnant pretty quickly. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got pregnant about a year and a half later with Alden. Oh, wow. And wow. Um, it was, again, kind of a fluke. I kind of thought, oh, my God, if we're going to have a second kid, like, let's go for it. And it was my it was my 40th birthday. And I was like, let's just get, <gasps> see what happens. And I kind of my best friend, Kristen Ritter, was pregnant. And I thought, that sounds fun. We should have babies together. Yes. And it that, you know, it, I'm very I, I never have had, you know, knock wood. I've never had um, a miscarriage or any kind of issues getting pregnant. So it just kind of happened. And I went about this pregnancy kind of differently where I was like, I'm not going to eat pizza. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to let myself go. <laughs> I'm going to kind of keep it tight. I was doing Tracy Anderson at the time and oh I my God. was much more in control. And also as a, a parent already with like a, a toddler, you never sit down. You don't yeah, have a break. So don't. that was a very, yeah, yeah it was, it's, that's right. It's it's harder, I think, in a lot of ways. The second the second pregnancy, just because you're you're so tired from having totally. already children, and you both know. Mm. So, um, Alden was a breeze, and then it came down down to having you know my having the birth, and um, I wasn't on a show at that point. Life and Pieces got canceled, and um. I was auditioning pregnant and I did a movie and <laughs> I was working, of course. Well, it's always fun auditioning pregnant when oh you're trying God. to hide it. They're, and like you have producers that are like, oh my uh, God, what is happening? Like, why are you wearing a moon? <laughs> like, you're like, a cop. Why are you on tape when I'm pregnant and like sitting at a table? Like, no, there's nothing under here. Like I did that nine months, nine months pregnant. <laughs> you walk in with like a briefcase. They're like, I'm sorry, why are you why carrying, are you carrying a briefcase? a laundry basket? Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a character choice. But it's this weird thing, right? Where we're like, why do we have a sense of shame? It's like such a wild ride being an actress pregnant. Like, oh my it's like you're automatically on display. You have all these eyes on you. I really, I mean, we could do an entire podcast we really about just could. that. <laughs> the whole episode on just that. It's um, so, it's so I don't think it's just true. women who are actresses. I think it's no, honestly right. in any Anyone. workplace. It's like, any workplace. yeah, like people have a fear of getting fired. You're like, well, I'm not going to be the chosen person for this next, like, um, you know, uh, what's it called? When they, um, ad- when they give you, a, not a raise. When you get, you get promoted, a raise when you get the promotion. promotion. Yeah, yes. promotion. I love that you just did that. Be- I'm always like what's that word what's that word and i i think is that mom brain it is. yeah it's mom brain they say that it stays forever it basically mom it brain once you have it it, it barely does goes i'll be in the middle of a conversation yeah. and i will completely go blank and i'm like i'm trying to think of this word and it's kind of like a mountain but sounds it's not like, sounds like. constantly playing dictionary yes yes oh my god oh my god it's so good
you can claim victory in sports on the job site, even on your taxes by switching to H&R Block. Block offers many ways to file to fit your schedule. A 100% accurate return and your max refund or your money back. Plus, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. Switch today and feel like a tax champion. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Anyway, I I feel that with Alden, I kind of was like more prepped, but also exhausted. But I had decided, much as I do, classic Angelique. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to have a V-back. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have a V-back. I heard that. I heard of that. And I thought, that sounds cool. You're like, I'm doing that. that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, that sounds great. Honestly, I think because I was so traumatized from my C-section and my doctor had said, we'll just give you a C-section. Like, that's kind of implied that once you have one c-section you always have a c-section it, yeah it's and true. i asked i said do i yeah. have placenta previa and um i switched ob's not for any reason other than i didn't um well this is a different story but i didn't love the post care that i had been given with yeah. the c-section whatever yeah. so with my new gynecologist mm-hmm. um suzanne gilberg lens who i'm obsessed with Aww. um at women's care of beverly hills i said can i ask to have a VBAC? Like, is that something that you, like, have to petition for? And she was kind of like, well, most people don't want that. Like, it's really hard because it's essentially a VBAC is a vaginal birth after cesarean. So it's essentially like a first time birth because you're you're birthing your child through the birth canal for the first time. Yeah. So it feels the same as it would if you had never mm-hmm. had given birth. That's right. And I thought, well, that sounds hard. Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Like, right? I was like, that sounds really fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. That sounds true. You Sign style. The girl that got into like, Stanford for and Yale. I'm up for the challenge. Plays is like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. that sounds great. That sounds very Perfect. hard. She's like, and I'll give it a go. I'll just give it a go, and I'll try to have. I'll try to not be induced and all the things. Well, Alden got too big. He was getting big. He's a very big boy, <gasps> oh my gosh. and so they had. And I kept doing that thing. What they call it, curb walking. Yeah, that's why I'm going like this. Did you yes. hear about the lava yes. curb walk? I love a curb walk. Lava curb walk. Lava yeah. curb walk. So yeah. I did curb walk. I did all the things. I was stretching my vagina out, and yeah. I was just rubbing all the things and taking all the supplements. Just tried like deep squats. I yeah. stopped doing Tracy Anderson. I stopped running. I just did trying to loosen <laughs> up, yes. like all the things. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and. Um, <laughs> It didn't work. Nothing worked. So I had to be induced. And the hardest part of my, I think that the one of the worst things of my entire life up until now was that Foley balloon <gasps> being yes. in, being inserted into my. Did you ever have this? No, no you I had friends who've had I've it. I've never had it, but I've heard. I've heard. It falls out when you're four centimeters, right? Correct. Okay, and it's just it's really just this balloon that oh. they put inside of you, and it. I couldn't get it in. I couldn't get it in. <laughs> they they tried for hours to get this oh, balloon in. It. I was so tight. It was <gasps> awful. It was the worst pain ever. And I hadn't had. My, I was trying. Listen, I was trying not to have an epidural. I was like going to try to be like super gnarly. 
that did me in. And I said, yeah. give me the, give me the epidural right now. And then finally they could get it in, but it took almost three hours <laughs> yeah. or four hours to get that even started. And then I had oh. to wait for the, I had to wait to dilate. Uh, and it was, a, it was a full, it was a, uh, it was like 30 hours. I was in labor for like 30 hours. Oh it was a gosh. very long day of my life. Girl. Well, that sounds like a typical first birth. Yeah, that's exactly. Birth. So that's right. And I was like, I was weirdly, I was kind of like, this is like camping. Like I kind of loved it. I was like, yeah, I had my mantras playing. I was doing my <laughs> Kundalini. I was like just chanting yes. and I practiced Kundalini yoga. Like I'm a certified teacher for Kundalini and I, I bring that practice with mm. me through everything. I don't even know if I talked about that with you, Sarah. Is there anything no. else you do? Uh, yeah, I know. It's like that what? I did right when I moved to LA because LA was wild. And everything was weird here. And I thought, I need something to ground me. Yeah. I'm going through the list of all the things. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Kundalini. She's like a, a woman I mean, of everything. Pickable champion. Pickable. That's correct. Montessori well, teacher. Montessori teacher. I'm a nanny. <laughs> Alice, I can do anything. I can do your kid's birthday party. T- uh, acting coach. Oh, my God. <laughs> nanny. Wait, now you really can't do the birthday parties. You can come over, dress yep. up as Queen Amaya. And yes. <laughs> I'm totally. Yes. I'm like, I'm hawking my oh, wow. wares ever, on every corner right now. Post strike, I'm like, hey, anyone need a queen of Maya? Yeah, I'm the actual queen of Maya. So my um my my labor was very all this to say, my labor was much like my entire life, yeah, long and hard. That's right. And I um I ended up pushing, I ended up pushing for I told you this, Sarah, three hours yeah. actual active pushing labor. <gasps> and Dr. Len said to me, it was awful. And she said to me, about two hours and four. 40 minutes in, she said, Anjik, I have to tell you, I have to, she pulled Jason aside and she's like, uh, we, we have to have this, we're going to have to have a seat. Like, this is too (gasps) bad. It's too much. He is, his heart rate was starting to kind of falter. Oh my God. And I felt like I was like losing consciousness, to be honest with you. I was pushing so hard. And, um, I just said, give me, I said, just give me a few more minutes. I can do this. I know I can do this. Just give, just give this to me and something like just guttural animalistic, some sort of ritual that's been in our ancestors. Like, I don't know what it was, but I, I just felt this white light and I just got gnarly. Oh my gosh. Like gnarly. And I pushed so hard and I just, I mean, I definitely pooped like 17 times on the table. Like Justin was like 100%. And he was like, you were an animal. I've (laughs) never seen that side of you. I felt like it was all of the things coming out of me. Amazing. And he came out and I did it. I did it. I, I, um, I had a successful sweet relief, sweet relief. Um, I, you know, I burst some blood vessels in my eyes. I chipped my front right tooth. <laughs> and I, Jason, and <laughs> what? How did you do that? From like what grinding, did you from grinding, oh, like on my other oh, tooth. My and when Jason was oh, like, we God. were taking pictures, he was like, I don't think, yeah, I don't know that you want to picture Stop of the baby. It. Like I like <laughs> with the baby, like I look, I have these pictures. I looked I look like not, I look uh, not myself. I like know. I was not myself, you yes, know, you know, I do. Yeah. transformative. It was really wild. Same, yeah. same, same. I burst capillaries in my eyes all over yes. my face. My face. Yeah. Crazy. And I was so swollen. So Crazy. Swollen. And I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. By the way, I was just going to ask you for, for yeah. people who are listening. Cause like when you got into that three hours of pushing, were, was your epidural up 
high? Like, could you feel, was that part of the problem or was like, could you feel it? And you were like, put like trying to push through your butt. Like, tell me about that part. Right. Right. Well, for half, for part of the time, that was the problem. It was, I think too high. high. So I couldn't feel what was happening. So I asked them to lower it, which increases my pain, but I'm okay. Clearly with pain, like I thrive on it. So um, that's what I needed. (laughs) (laughs) But I did, I remember feeling almost like I was pushing through my butthole yeah. and it really changed everything and yes. it was like this weird like, squatting weird yes. thing and it changed everything and uh, that was probably the last hour of it wow. and then I was able to do it but I I you know uh, I really look at that as like uh, like I'm so grateful for that experience and I think about that when things um, get hard and even with the yes, kids and daily yes. life of parenting and I think through all this stuff I'm like I did that I know and no one can that. take that away from me yes. and no one can make me feel <laughs> yeah. like shit and you can yell at me all you want because you're not getting your iPad or whatever it is and you know what I did this like yeah. I'll just remember it at like random times yes. it makes me feel so empowered yes. and so strong um and I honestly, the oh. recovery for that was a piece of cake compared to my C-section. Yes. Wildly. Piece of cake. That's yeah. what, we, that's cake. what yeah. we've yeah. heard. Like, you know, when your body, when you have, it's the, yeah. it's the surgery. The surgery is like really, the, I feel it's like, real. I feel like the thing is, is that they don't, tell people enough like what the aftercare of a cesarean because it it is a surgery and the aftercare is a big deal there's a lot that goes into it and I had no idea really I was not prepped for the aftercare the swelling in my legs the pain of the abdomen and how it kind of affected my mobility especially as like trying to Mm. be very hands-on with the baby and nursing and all of it um so I I look at my first birth as not as ideal as as my VBAC, even though the VBAC was so much harder. Yeah. Wow. That is such an amazing wow. story. I mean, hey, I got my tooth fixed. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> my tooth is my tooth is yeah, over time. Yes. Oh my god. That's right. And I and I remember, do you guys remember these like donuts that you sat on for like a month? Like the <gasps> oh. donut. I carry that everywhere. Love a donut. I love, love, the, a donut. I love a donut to sit on. It's so nice. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. the donut. Well, What's they the give donut? you. It's, for, it's like a little for like cushion, the swelling. Really. Yeah, the cushion that so they you, give you for like your. It just uh, elevates your sits bones so that when you're sitting. Hemorrhoids too. If hemorrhoids, oh. yeah. Yeah, which is really great. I don't think I. Well, <laughs> I had to poo and pee in a bucket of warm water That's right. because I tore. And my mom, I'd be like, I'm ready to go again, mom. Uh, and she put the hot water in the bucket for me and I would just go into the bucket. That's a good mom. Like, Thanks. Uh, and she'd just so empty nice. it out for me. Uh, Isn't it humbling? <laughs> It's it just is. the most so, humbling you'll ever. Yeah. So, it's so humbling. It really is. It is so humbling. Um, like just leaky boobs. Right. Oh. You're like basically being reverted to a child who's now now caring for a child. Yes. It's wild. You're like, yes. it's like yeah. I know. Yeah. It's so it's so wild. Can you tell us a little bit about Wish? Like, just give us like a, a how did you get the part and the singing and the experience and like tell us everything because pretty soon when this is out digitally everyone's going to be seeing this movie right so everyone's gonna okay say yes i want to know about the audition like what's the audition oh yeah this is yes. wild ah. um 
so the audition this was like two years ago you That's guys crazy. Like this, these are very long wow. like I had just had Alden really like mm-hmm. I it was during COVID I think it was like towards the end of it was like 2022 wow. what is that like it was still like people are still wearing masks yes. I don't know but I got this audition for this untitled next Disney feature the next musical feature they called it where they would be singing and I thought to be honest with you and this is something I'm working on, but, um, I thought, yeah, right. Like why me? Like that's, it's too big. Like there's no way or something like I, um, for all of my hard work and all of the things I, I, I find that sometimes when projects come my way, I'll be like, oh, that's not me. I'm getting better at it. I'm getting much better at it. And this past year Mm -hmm. has been pretty transformative. I'm doing a lot of work on that. I'm sure we all in different ways minimize ourselves or we don't see ourselves in a certain way. Right. But I thought, yes, I'm going to go for it. I kind of like picked myself up by my bootstraps and I was like, I'm fuck it. Like I'm going to take a swing at this. And I got full hair and makeup and I put myself, it was an on tape audition. Okay. And for producers wow. and director, and it was like 10 pages of sides. And then they wanted you to sing an acapella song. And weirdly, even though I grew up singing and singing is my first love and my first passion, I haven't sung professionally really ever, um, or at least for like 20 years. Wow. So yeah. I thought of all the people they're going to get, why me? But I took a swing and I had an incredible tape. And at the time, this character was written as an evil queen. So it was very different oh, than how she ended up. Yes. Um, and cool. I just had a blast. I still have the audition. Can you send this to me? I want to see it. Back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's really it's amazing. It. No, it's, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I love watching audition tapes. I know, right? Yes. It's like so fascinating. Yes. When you sent it in, were you like, nailed it? Well, like, I did you, like, feel I that. Yes. I did feel like, wow, that was great. Yeah. Like I was like, that was really fun. Yeah. I was in the zone. It was great. Yeah. I don't know if it's what they want, but it was, I I felt like good for you. And I felt like complete, like yes. that I took a swing. Uh, yeah. I didn't hear anything. As you know, it takes months sometimes. And then I got a call like two months later that I was on a short list <gasps> and they had revised sides. Oh my gosh. And then I'm like one of three girls or four girls that they were seeing for this part. Oh. The director really liked me. Oh I know. And I thought, what? the fuck yeah and so it was completely oh different God. take and the sides were completely different and I went into Leslie Khan where I always do my tapes and I meditated really hard before it and I felt she was maternal and benevolent and I taught and I found her I, I, I spoke magnifico you are our handsomest, most beloved king. Like I found this kind of like earthy, like, like breathy, but very grounded, loving voice. Mm. And I kind of put that on in the audition. Amazing. And it felt really cool and different. Yeah. But very grounded. Like the idea was that she was a grounded, um, benevolent queen who like loved her kingdom. So I found this maternal part of me that I brought it out and I didn't hear anything again for two months. And no. I thought, bye-bye. Two more months. And then, yeah. And then I got the call, like when I was on vacation, I had <sighs> had a couple beers at the boardwalk in New Jersey at the Jersey shore. And they called to be like, you just got this part. Of, you're, you're the next queen in the new Disney movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I fell to the ground. God. I was like, what are you talking? I started crying. Of wait, course. Wait, there was no, like, you have to meet the director. Oh. You have to do this. Like you no. just didn't hear anything for two months and then you got a call out of nowhere? 
Yeah, I know, right? Like it was, it, oh uh, that was God. it. There was no chemistry read. Because again, in animation, I didn't know anything about this, but in animation, you never meet your co-stars. You're always alone with just the director. And so the director and I was signed wow. on. I worked for Disney for years through 20th. Like, so all, all of my shows have been through 20th. So 20th via Disney, like knows who I am. But I had never auditioned for a feature century film Fox ever. For people 20th, listening. That's correct. 20th Century Fox, who Disney <laughs> owns 20th Century Fox. So like I had kind of been in their world, but never in the features. And I had never, Mm. I had never done an animated feature in my life. I've never done even a small word on any film. So I kind of was like, is this a mistake? How could this be real? But then I thought, this is so classic Angelique. Like, of course this is real. Like, of course. I'm in shock. This is amazing. Wow. Isn't it amazing? Yes. I mean, yeah, I, bumps. I, I mean, I, I blessed the, I blessed it. I blessed the universe. I love Queen Amaya. I feel like she's my like kind of guiding force through really my whole life. And when you see the movie and you see how she is and how she moves through this movie and her end story, and she ends up for a spoiler alert, I'll just say it. Cause now I'm allowed to, cause the movie's out, but she saves the day and it ends up being, they say like all hail the queen, wow. queen Amaya, like long live the queen. And she kind of oh. takes over the kingdom for him because he, he goes rogue wow. and she kind of like takes over. But I thought, uh. yeah, of course, of course. Why not expect beautiful, magnificent, miracles why not wish on a star and wish and things come true and Mm. so I kind of am like leading with that this past year working on her and it's weird you go you go it's been a year and a half of recording her and you go months in between sessions and you go for four to five hours at a time in this booth with just the directors you have no idea what's happening the pages are always different oh my god did you cry your eyes out when you saw the movie weeping brought to my knees weeping every Sarah I still cry when I see it I've seen it probably 20 times I can't believe how good it is oh my god oh my god do your kids love her so much love her they love Queen of Mine. Every time I come on, they go, Mama, that's you, Mama, Mama. Oh my God. Mama. I'm like getting teary eyed just thinking about <laughs> that it. That is so like, special. What? I know. Well, I've never had a project that my children could be a part of yes. or see or witness. Oh and so for me, it's really yes. cool that they can um, enjoy it with me. And I kind of am like, this is the best. And that's kind of all I want to do dream. now <laughs> is animation. You can have a great life as an what animated voice. Oh, yeah, it's a dream. Totally. So that's how I got the part. And that's how, now the movie's out and it's oh. coming out on digital. Digital, um, on the 23rd and yeah um, and it'll be out on Blu-ray I think March sometime in March so oh my yeah. god! I can't wait for everyone to see okay, it okay everybody How all the daisies have to see it <laughs> I can't wait oh my god! daisies yes hopefully all the daisies love it they're gonna love it and we love you you are seriously I feel like better about my life listening to you. I was I like, oh my God, she just taught me so much. I you know, that. it's such a specific industry. It is. I love your perspective. Yeah. We're all just doing our best. And I feel like as a mother with all of this also, it's just so important to, to just stay present for the kids and not let our industry and our jobs affect our mood around them and not um, Mm -hmm. give in to like, you know, the social media, what people think. It's just, it's all about them. Everything I do is for my children. I love being a mother more than anything. And it's made me a better actor. I I don't Mm -hmm. think I would have gotten Queen Amaya without them for sure. Like, I just feel like I'm so Mm -hmm. capable in a way I never was before. And I think that's setting the stage for bigger and bigger things hundred and like manifesting bigger and bigger things. Absolutely. And yes. So I think that that's how I'm uh, like going about this right now. 
Oh, I love you. I love you, Pickleball I love partner. You. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Pickleball. My Pickleball teammate. I, I mean. Yeah, this has been amazing. Thank yes. you for having me on. I love talking about all these things. Thank so you for so coming wonderful. on. Thank you for sharing your life. It's amazing. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you, Angelique. And we just love you so much. And You're so sweet. I want to. Are you going to take, take a picture? What do we do? You're take gonna a take picture. One. Well, yes. I mean, I'll send you all kinds of things. So you'll, you'll okay, have. yeah. You'll send me all things. Um, <laughs> but, uh Daisies, you guys can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for being here. And thank you, Anjali. This was we so love fun. You. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Bye. bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.